0: We're going to be looking at some verses from Hebrews chapter 2. But I want to read the chapter in Hebrews chapter 2 then. Hebrews chapter 2, at verse 1. Therefore, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard lest we drift away from it. For since the message declared by angels proved to be reliable and every transgression or disobedience received a just retribution, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? It was declared at first by the Lord, and it was attested to by those who heard while God also bore witness by signs and wonders and various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. Now it was not to angels that God objected the world to come of which we are speaking. It has been testified somewhere, What is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you care for him? For he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one origin. That is why he is not ashamed to call them brothers, saying, I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will sing your praise. And again, I'll put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children God has given me. Since therefore, the children share He had to be made like his brothers in every respect so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For because he himself suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. And again, may the Lord add his blessing to this reading from his own word. I'm going to try and focus in on some of the verses here in the second chapter of Hebrews, verses really six to nine. And I'm just going to read those again, verses six to nine. It has been testified somewhere, what is man that you are mindful of him, Than the angels, namely Jesus, crowned with glory and honor because of the sufferings of death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. But we see him, namely Jesus. This morning, as you come to worship, do you see Jesus? Do you see Jesus in your life journey? As pilgrims and strangers in this world, are you looking to Jesus? So do you see Jesus? In these verses, of course, the writer of Hebrews is referring to Psalm 8. Back in Psalm 8, we see these verses from, really, verse 6 to 8, referring to a section from Psalm 8, which in Psalm 8 refers to how God gave dominion to man Over all creation. But in this text here. He's referring to Jesus. As the one who is. Has dominion over all things. That reference to Jesus then. Who is in control of all things. He left nothing outside his control. Our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. As he writes to these Jewish Christians. Who were. Ignoring the Lord in a sense. They were turning back to the old ways. In a sense, the letter of Hebrews, even at the end, it talks about being an exhortation or an encouragement to those who were drifting away that they would look to Jesus. And just because, as he refers here to seeing things as they appear to us now, just because we see things as they seem to appear, is not the way they really are. In verse 8 it says, We do not yet see everything in subjection to him. Not yet. Everything in subjection to him. The present appearance of things in our lives and the struggles and so on we're having, we might... Take our focus up. Jesus thinking, what's going on? How come something isn't changing? How come there's all the pain in the world? How come there's wildfires? And how come there's global warming? And how come all these rumblings by the world? The world's worried about all this stuff. They're not looking to Jesus. Oh yes, it can cause anxiety. It even can cause fears. And he makes reference to fears in verse 15 when he speaks about those who... To the fear of death. So with that sense of fear and anxiety because he left me. As he says here, we do not yet see everything in subjection to him. As things appear, the chaos, things seem out of control. There seems to be a darkness. But we must not forget the Lord because he's on the throne. He's ruling there's nothing out of God's control. We might think that sometimes, but there's nothing out of God's control. He's controlling everything. In the problems of God, everything is happening as he determines it. He is the one who unfolds history. He is our God. Oh yes, we not are to ignore the realities of these things in our lives. It can cause us distress and so on, but in that we must seek the Lord. In the circumstances of our life, the things that happen to us, good or bad, must remember that we are to seek first the kingdom of God. Of first importance is to seek first the kingdom of God, to fix our eyes on Christ in the journey of life in our Christian pilgrimage. As he concludes that in the 12th chapter of Hebrews here where he says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author, and finish our perfecter of faith who for the joy set before him, endure the cross, despise the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Fix your eyes on Jesus. You see, only in seeing Jesus can we make sense of what's happening in this world. We need to fix our eyes on Jesus. So, some thoughts this morning as we look at these few verses here. Three thoughts. Why you need to see Jesus and how you see Jesus, and thirdly, you continually must be seeing Jesus. Why you need to see Jesus? Why you need to see Jesus? I'm reminded of, as was preparing the message. Reminded of an old hymn we used to sing in our church back in Sydney. I need Thee, oh I need Thee, every hour I need Thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to you. I hope that's you this morning, coming to see more of Jesus. Certainly, we are a needy people. Certainly, we sin, and every day we need to look to our Lord. Oh, there could be other desires to see other things, even to see maybe popular people. You know, uh, maybe you have a desire to see your musical hero or your athletic hero. But you might not take it to see that person. That's okay. But seeing Jesus, you must not say it's okay not to see him. You must see Jesus. You must look to him because we need the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to look to him. And there's no other option for seeing Jesus. Other things don't satisfy. Idols don't satisfy Jesus is the one and only Savior of sinners, therefore we need to see him. And the exhortation is given here, of course, isn't it, as we read this chapter of Hebrews, this chapter reminding them not to drift away, because they were drifting us where, they were indeed to keep their thoughts on Christ. Take care, brothers, as we see here, lest ye be of an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall from the living God. The deceitfulness and drifting and not standing firmly in the Lord Jesus Christ, not caring whether you see him or not, as it were. So the warning there, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? Neglecting God in many ways. We can do that. and We're warned here. He's warned in those who were drifting away. How will shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? Indeed, the Bible is full of the way of salvation for a sinner's soul. Jesus who saves sinners. We must not neglect. And we can neglect in many ways, can't we? Living in sin, not being repentant, be non repentant or or thinking you worship yourself and worship something else my way or my doing. Those things that come into your lives, it's okay, I'm okay, I can do it myself. I don't need God. Adam and Eve thought they didn't need God in their garden when they had sinned. It's when you sin you don't think you need God, isn't it? You think, well I can just have my sin. No. It's the broad way that leads to destruction. It's the broad way that leads to everlasting hell. And without Jesus, there is no escape from God's wrath. He is the one who delivers us from the coming wrath, our Lord Jesus Christ. How shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? We must come to him. We need to look to Christ. Indeed, we must look to him who was made lower than the angels. It says there in verse 9, But we see him who, for a little while, was made lower than the angels. Our Lord Jesus Christ, who left the heavenly glory and took upon himself our earthly nature here, the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Even here, as he uses the name, namely Jesus, we see him and he says, namely Jesus, referring to his human nature. It's throughout this book of Hebrews a reference many times to Jesus and his human nature. He became like us. He assumed our human nature. He took upon our flesh and blood, our Lord Jesus Christ. And he did that and he suffered and died for us because the sufferings of a death so that he might take, taste death for everyone or he might experience death for everyone. Our Lord Jesus Christ did that. And for everyone here, it doesn't mean everybody in the world. The Bible does not teach about universal salvation it speaks about saving his people from their sins. And if you go back and look at the chapter at verse 10. For it was fitting that he for whom and by whom all things in, exist in, in bringing many sons to glory. Bringing many, not all. God saves, yes, his people. They will call his name Jesus, as Matthew says, because he will save his people from their sins. The Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross. The glory of the cross who suffered, he died to save sinners as our great high priest, which is so emphasized here in the book of Hebrews. The Old Testament priests offered sacrifices day in and day out, again and again. But it was impossible for the blood, blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. But Jesus offered himself he bore our sins on the cross. He shed his blood. The Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So we need Jesus. We're sinners and we need our Lord Jesus Christ. And he gives us the victory. We have our victory in him. And I think it's emphasized here in this verse about the victory. Of course, he won the victory on the cross. And then we see here, crowned with glory and honor, because of the sufferings of death so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone crowned with glory and honor he finished the work the Father gave him to do he died he rose again our Lord Jesus Christ defeated sin and death and Satan on the cross but he rose again but we see him for a little while he was made lower than the angels but he suffered and died and won that victory Jesus crowned with glory and honor for a little while he was made lower and the angels and the suffering the suffering servant of God our Lord Jesus Christ but he rules now doesn't he he's crowned with glory and honor Jesus reigns in glory he is in control of all things it's mentioned here as I said before he left nothing outside of his control he reigns in glory our Lord Jesus Christ so we need to fix our eyes on Jesus this is the place where we look Consider Jesus. Fix your eyes or thoughts on him. Why we need him? Well, without him, there's no eternal life. It's the highway destruction. Oh yes, the things we see are temporary, but the unseen things are eternal. We look to our everlasting God. We must see Jesus. We can't see him with our eyes, can we today? So how do we see Jesus? Jesus. It's by faith. We see him by faith, not by sight. It's a spiritual seeing, not physical. We must be born again. We must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the living word. We're born through the living word by the spirit of God. Jesus came to this earth, lived and died, and became obedient unto the death, even the death on the cross, and he rose on the third day, our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, yes, he was seen by many. He came to this earth as a man, the God man, our Lord Jesus Christ, they saw him, he came, and his three years of earthly ministry, he healed many. He had many crowds who saw him. He preached the word. Indeed, he is the one who was seen by many people. And even after his crucifixion and after he arose, he was seen by disciples, seen by many people. Our Lord Jesus Christ, seen by many, he's alive. And yes, he ascended to heaven. And even as he was going up to heaven, the apostles watched him go up to heaven. And he's going to come back the same way. Our Lord Jesus Christ is alive. He's a living God. And yes, we see him by faith. We trust in the very word of God. We read, it's God's word. We take him at his word. Peter, you know, when he was speaking about seeing Christ, he said there in 1 Peter, the first chapter, though we do not see him, we love him. And even though we do not see him now, we believe in him and are filled with an expressible and glorious joy because we're receiving the goal of our faith, the goal of our faith, the salvation of our souls in our Lord Jesus Christ. Seeing Jesus by faith. Now, what is faith? I guess the first thing you think is a gift of God. We can't work it up in ourselves. God gives it. It's a gift of God. Hebrews 11 speaks about faith. Of course, you likely remember those verses in that chapter. It speaks about the heroes of the faith. By faith, Abel. By faith, Abraham. It's by faith. And then he writes at the first few verses of this 11th chapter, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. For by it, the people of old received their commendation. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the Word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. But we see by faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. By faith. So, what is faith? I like the Shorter Catechism question and answer where it speaks what is saving faith in Jesus Christ? Saving faith in Jesus Christ is a saving grace by which we receive and rest upon Christ alone as he's offered to us in the gospel. The gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That word we receive and rest upon in our Lord Jesus Christ. There's a reference to that rest in the fourth chapter here of Hebrews, verse 11 and following. It says, Let us therefore strive to enter that rest. We can only do it by faith in Christ, so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. See, faith, in a sense, is obedience. We obey the word of God. We believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and live a life of faith and repentance. And it goes on and says, for the word of God is living and active Sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing into the dividing of soul and spirit, and joints of Mara, and discern discerning the thoughts and intents of the heart. By faith. We hear the word of God, hearing God's word, and God applies that word to our spirit, to our souls, by our hearts, by the Holy Spirit. The revelation of Jesus Christ. Oh, yes that's by faith we trust in the Lord hearing God's word he begins the whole book of Hebrews by saying in the past God spoke to our fathers at many times in various ways but in these last days he's spoken to us by his son the son was the radiance of God's glory the representation of his person our Lord Jesus Christ is the very word of God he is the prophet, he is the priest he is our, our prophet, priest and king our Lord Jesus Christ and we must look to him as our only savior for sinners. There's no other way. No other eternal salvation. No other hope. Clearly seen in the scriptures. Oh yes, in the Old Testament. Shadows and, and, and types in the Old Testament. But in the two we have Christ coming to us. In the person of our Lord Jesus. The Incarnate Nation of the Son of God. We must see him. But we see him. Namely, Jesus. You know, it's possible to know the Old Testament. It's possible to know the New Testament. It's possible to quote Bible verses one after another, yet you don't see Jesus. In the temptation in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, Satan comes and tempts the Lord Jesus Christ with Bible verses. Satan knows Bible verses. The demons... Yes, Quote could quote the Bible verses. They believe and tremble. We can have knowledge, but the Bible must not only affect our minds, but it must affect our hearts. It must speak to our very souls. I mean, I grew up in a church for many years here in the Bible, but I didn't really become a believer until I was 36. God works by his Spirit to apply that truth to our hearts. And that's what we need. We need to see Jesus by faith. You know, Paul Paul says that. Remember what Paul says in Romans, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Knowing Him in our hearts and in our minds. You see, we look at outward appearances. You know But God looks at the heart. We look at things around us and see how they appear, but we need to look to Christ to understand. We need to look to Him with our hearts, by faith, to simply trust Him. He died. Yes, the scriptures say he died for his sins according to the scripture he was buried who was raised on the third day according to the scriptures the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in him alone for salvation. Now there's no more important question than that. Are you seeing Jesus in your very soul to know of your salvation in him? All by the grace of God of course so by the grace of God he says here he might taste death for everyone for his sheep he laid down his life for his people he died and he rose again but is that you this morning you need to see Jesus and you see him by faith the wage of sin of death but the gift of God of the eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord Oh yes, one day we'll see him when we like because we'll see him as he is in that great day. But at the present time, we wait on him. Is there not yet as it were, but we are certainly in Him by faith and we have that victory in our Lord Jesus Christ, seeing him by faith and trusting him, our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh yes, we look to him. You know, we must confess why we need him because we're sinners. And we must confess it's only by faith in him we see him. But lastly, we have to continue to see Jesus. It's not just saying, well, I believe and that's all that matters. Yes, we must believe. But there's believing in our Lord Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We must follow him. Don't forget. That's what he's saying here to these Jews, don't forget. Don't drift away. Don't forget. Press on. The writer of Proverbs talks about that. My son, do not forget my teaching, but store my commands in your heart. This will prolong your life many years and bring your prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Write them upon the table tab- of your heart, and you'll win favor with God and man. Trust in your Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Look to the Lord. Take him at his word. Trust him. Our Lord Jesus Christ. Don't let God's word fall from you. Hearts and minds. Oh there's trials. There's struggles. And yes. We can feel like the hymn writer. Who says prone to wander. Lord I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart Lord. Take and seal it. Seal it for the courts above. That's where we're going. The eternal God is erected underneath the everlasting arms. Christ is our Lord and Savior. He's taken us to be with Him where He is. That's where we're going. We're going above to be where He is. Seal my heart for courts above. Above, that's where we look to him. And grow in Him more and more. You know, the Apostle Paul, as I just make reference to some of the, the letters he writes, do you ever... Read those prayers of Paul. What's he praying about? He's praying that they'll be thankful. He's praying about their faith. He's praying that they'll be growing more and more in the love of God. We're not there yet. But we press on. We fight the good fight as Christians. More love to thee, O Christ. More love to thee. That's what we have to do. Oh, some people say, I believe in Jesus. Struggles all over. I don't think that's right. Some people emphasize, oh, the struggle is all over. We begin to struggle when we believe in Jesus. The battle begins because Satan's at work, and the world is at work, and we're weak in our flesh. We need to look to Jesus. That's what we have to do all the time. We can't take our eyes off Jesus for a moment because Satan wants us to do that. That's what happened to Adam and Eve, isn't it? Satan's at work. Oh, he's defeated. Of course he is. By the death on the cross, we're told that here in these verses. He defeated Satan and death. But we don't take our eyes off the Lord Jesus Christ. We continue. We continue using the means of grace that God gives us. Worshiping together as God's people. Praying. Reading the scriptures. Hearing what God has to say. And obeying him by the grace of God through the work of the Spirit. Oh, yes, it's more love for Christ. More grace, because he has abundant grace and more blessing from him. More fruit. We're to grow fruit, faith, joy, love, peace, and so on. Grow more that we might see more of Jesus. You see, we come to worship our God, our eternal God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Christ has revealed himself to us that we might see him. They might see him more and more. That's been my thought over the last year since the end of my ministry, in a sense, how we need to be seeing Jesus more and more because we can always learn more about Jesus. We can always understand more about Jesus. And the more you understand about him, the more you love him. And the more you love him, the more you want him. And the more you love him, the more you want him. That's the way it is, by the grace of God. So you continue to look to Jesus. You must To see him more and want him more. You know what happens? When you see him more and want him more, you want others to see him more and want him more. And you want to share that with others. That's what we're here for, isn't it? Ambassadors for Christ declare his glory among the nations, as we read in the opening psalm in the introduction of the service. Do you see, Jesus? I hope you do. To the saving of your soul, to the praise of God's glory, let us pray. Oh, Lord, we see a lot of things around us and we are tempted to put our hope in other things, but, Lord, we know that we must look to you as our one and only hope. The hopes of the world will perish with them. Let our hope in Christ as an eternal hope, which never fades, would never perish, spoil, or fade, fixed in heaven for us. So, Lord, we just pray, O oh God, that you give us eyes to see by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as we pick up the scripture, we might be seeing Jesus more and more, and loving him more and more, and serving him more and more as followers of Christ, that we would show forth his praises. We ask it with the forgiveness of our many weaknesses and our many sins. In Christ's name, amen.